0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: We kind of both thought about it. A lot of people on our cast did. There were like 10 of us in Thailand, Vietnam, Japan over the couple of days that we had that four-week layoff.
0: Hey, what's going on? It's me, Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, an online training program that helps actors match their Broadway talent to a new Broadway body. Whether that's the aesthetic, whether that's being durable enough to last eight shows a week, week in and week out, whether that's being strong enough to withstand a raked stage or partnering lifts, whatever it may be, I can help you out. I've been there before. I've been on the stage. I've been in the gym. I still am in the gym. Uh, probably more than I should be, but hey, a uh, lot of data under my belt as far as experience goes, so if you need someone to kind of guide you along the way, go to the website buildforthestage.com, try a free trial, and uh, we'll be on our way. Have some great guests, plural today, uh, excited about that. Uh, Built for the Stage fam actually in the house they're here in New York City in the Broadway Podcast Network studios. Just for a hot second, they're in and out because they're uh, currently on the Miss Saigon tour, starring as
1: Chris, Chris, and, Chris Kim. and Kim. And Kim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Anthony Festa, Emily Batista. Hi. Hey. hey.
2: <laughs>
0: Sometimes it's like a... It's like a blind date sometimes in a good way. Or like you've got mail. I say that a lot too. <laughs> so I've been chatting with Anthony and Emily for a while, because they're they're clients of mine, but we've never met in person. Yeah. Yeah. It's kinda wild. And then here they are. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So weird, I felt like I know you, but right. we've never met in person. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. You guys seem you've got mail?
1: Yeah, I have. I don't know about her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Although I used to live across from Cafe Lalo. Mm. So I used to go there yeah. oh. every night. Okay. Before I built for the stage. <laughs> before that.
0: <laughs> well, thanks so much for squeezing uh, me into your schedule. Of course. I appreciate that. Uh, what have you done so far? Fun in, in New York City since you've been back? Oh Ooh. man, I saw a couple
1: of friends kind of got here, had an audition yesterday and you know, tomorrow we are doing a live at five broadway.com thing, which will be cool. Yeah. You can actually check it out on Facebook
0: yeah give alive. us the details about that a little bit more we'll it's gonna be
1: it. uh broadway.com if you just type it in on facebook right on the search engine they do a live at five uh i think it's every, rapid
2: fire yeah questions. rapid fire questions with yeah.
1: uh her and i just about the tour our experiences we also went to vietnam so we're gonna chat a little bit about that which is pretty cool and uh yeah, yeah.
0: that'll be tomorrow at five did you guys go by choice or did the show say hey for uh uh character research we're gonna send you to vietnam
2: we kind of both thought about it um a lot of people on our cast did. they were like i think there were like 10 of us in thailand vietnam japan um over the couple of days that we had that four-week layoff um so we kind of met up with some friends and stuff here and there and uh just did a lot of research and stuff it was really cool it was, it was uh definitely a personal choice, but Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: What did you learn or walk away from from that trip that kind of enhanced your performance?
1: Oh, it was eye opening for me. I mean, we went to the uh, War Remnants Museum, which was insane because it took a totally different viewpoint on the war. Um, It showed everything that we did while we were there, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how how nasty war was, um, and everything that the soldiers went through, but also the Vietnamese people and their tactic, their tactics and survival. You know,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, We oh. crawled
1: through the coochie tunnels, which are these tunnels that the Vietnamese built into the ground in order to like just survive while we while, while America bombed them, basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have I had a question uh, written down. And it's kind of relating to what we're talking about right now, so I'll just spit that out right now. Um, what do you think uh, one of the messages in the show, Miss Saigon, is something that our country needs to hear now, where Ooh. it's relative now?
2: I love this question. I think the biggest thing about our show is that it takes place during a time that's not its not perfect, and the world is never perfect. Um, there's a lot of things going on. Humanity is not uh it, it it's hard to choose between right and wrong, right and wrong during war. Um, I think in a time where there's a lot of sadness and there's a lot of prejudice and, you know, there's a lot of feelings coming up um, that are not the most positive, we also have to remember that the people who do feel positive uh, have positive views. The ones that are strong enough to speak out against um, anything wrong uh, we can band together and talk about that. I think what's so powerful about our show is that it shows wartime and it shows two characters. oops sorry, falling in love.
1: We're used to little itty bitty
2: mics. <laughs> little itty bitty mics. <laughs> but <laughs> the biggest thing about our sh- what our show does is it shows two people falling in love in a brothel house during a war. These two people don't speak the same languages in our show they do, but. In reality, they would they would not have spoken the same language. There would have been that cultural barrier, um, just a, just an appearance barrier, um, and they overcome that, and they have a child because of that. Through that, through their love, through their love that defies all and a lot of odds. Mm. Yeah.
1: I also think one of my most favorite things to take away from the story is the empowerment of women, and you watch the struggle that she goes through from becoming a mother and everything that she experiences. And I think it's so—I uh, think it correlates to where we are right now in society, as well, where we're watching—we're watching women really take the reins and and show everybody that they can be boss, you know. And I think that's awesome. And you watch her do that throughout the show,
0: and I think it's really inspiring. Cool. Yeah. So touring around in the show, tell us about. Getting that helicopter with (laughs) with you guys from city to city. Oh, man.
2: Oh, my God. Well, the show travels on 11 trucks, Mm -hmm. I think, and the the helicopter is one whole truck to herself.
1: Yeah, she gets a truck to herself she's yeah. a um, multi-million dollar robot that <laughs> is a uh i call her the leading lady when she comes out I go, here comes the leading lady she's yeah. used for all of i think 45 seconds almost yeah i think so and this one is the one from the broadway revival that was used right over here at the broadway theater so it moves in at like 17 different shutter effects and it has like wind machines coming at it so every day yeah. i climb into it and it's like the real thing yeah mm-hmm. it's crazy
2: but i will say it's it's such a huge spectacle, but there's so much meaning behind it. Oh,
1: absolutely. And there's
2: so much emotion that comes with it. Um, that whole scene uh, presents the evacuation at of Saigon and the helicopters taking away the GIs. And through that whole number, it's just its so heartbreaking because you see the Vietnamese trying to climb over the gates, trying to get in, and you see the GIs trying to help them through but also having to fight with the orders that they're given of, no, we gotta go. We, mm-hmm. we gotta leave right now. Um, so you see that whole transition and that whole thing of um, right and wrong and that moral compass I was uh, talking about earlier. is just, you don't know what's right and wrong. You get orders from your boss and then you, you have your own emotions about how you feel about that. You can't leave these people because these people were your hairdressers. They were the, mm-hmm. The waiters at the bar you always went to, they were friends, they were family. For years and
1: years, you know? Four different
0: presidencies, right? Yeah. it's a long time. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people take for granted. They don't even think about that. Absolutely. The relationships made and and all that.
2: Yeah, that was a big thing that um, our director, Lawrence Conner, talked about a lot. Yeah. He always reminded us. He was like, you know the people on the other side of the gates. And uh, that's like the most, I think, impactful thing about that war is that it wasn't clean cut who are the enemies, who are the... uh, Mm who are your allies? Because it was just, I don't even know if many people knew what they were fighting for, what we gather from the documentaries and uh, from going over to Vietnam, because um, America left a lot of things over there.
1: One of my favorite letters that, um, or one of the favorite things that I read at the War Remnants Museum was the, um, the, the letter from the brother that was like, his name should be on your wall. And it's so sad because it's this brother who writes a letter about his brother who was in the Vietnam war who committed suicide after the fact because of everything that he went through, because you kind of have to choose chaos or like not. Mm. And a lot of people just lost it because it was chaotic and it, he came home and he realized he couldn't live a normal life and he couldn't have a normal life anymore. And he took his own life and, but his name isn't on the wall. Um, of all the soldiers that have died, and the letter is his name should be on your wall, and it's written to the government, and it's just it really made me emotional, and it made me realize um, how powerful this was. It it shook humanity humanity to its core, and that's what war does. Mm. So
0: yeah. Mm. On a lighter note, as have been <laughs> as you've been touring. <laughs> We're going enough, <laughs> and we're going. You know, perfect. We're Take on, me there. So anyway, we're on,
2: a, we're, we're on a journey. You know, we're on a journey. I, I felt
0: as as the guide. What we we uh you know we need some sunshine real quick. Sounds Absolutely. great. Give me but, sunshine. <laughs> but uh, in all the cities you've toured so far, what has been one of your favorites? Oh man,
2: uh, I love Seattle. That's always my my go-to. I just the food, the culture. It's a lot like New York, but there's like you kind of like get to look out and like into the ocean and then there's a mountain there and the food's really great.
1: (laughs) I really liked Chicago a lot, was up there for me. We were there for a month during Christmas last year. That was really cool. Well, no, not during, right before Christmas. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And
0: I really liked Philly too. Yeah, Philly was cool. The vibe of Philly, Philly's Philly's chill. I've I've never been a fan of Philly. No? No. Chicago, I love, Seattle, I hope to get to. yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. You I didn't like to, it? I, I had to, a good experience. I'll have to go back. I'll have to go back. Yeah, I did too. Um, maybe I I chose the wrong Philly uh, cheesesteak. Did you have one. Pats? I don't know which one I oh, had.
2: Oh, that one's so good. I right. just
1: have
0: so to if, go to both of
1: them. I if guess. you go to my Uber Eats app right now and you just <laughs> scroll at my past history, like every night almost, there's like, like 17 Philly cheesesteaks from Pats. I was oh, like, no. it was addictive. That was, that
0: was before we started working together, right? Yes, <laughs> it was. It was. No, it was. Um, yeah. How long have you been on the tour now?
2: Little over a year. We started back in August uh, rehearsals of last year. Mm. Yeah, we yeah. just
0: had performance number 438 or something like that. Wow. Yeah. If you could step off the stage of Saigon for a second, what show would you step into now? Not even a show that's currently running, any mm. what, just what world would you be like, you know what? I'm gonna take a little break and <laughs> enter into this show.
2: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah,
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good question. I think I take a little bit of time off just to be with my niece and nephew and my family, honestly. Because I feel like lately, I mean, I'm very lucky. I've gone from show to show to show. I was doing a show in town, uh, Desperate Measures, at New World Stages. And then in rehearsals for this, so it was like double duty. And before that was Finding Neverland. And I've just been very lucky to back them up back to back. So I, I'd actually love just like a little, you know. <laughs>
0: So, Just you're going relax. outside the lines of yeah. the question and saying you're not going <laughs> to. Wow.
1: No, no, jobs are good. What jobs. a family man. Oh jobs God. are good, but you know.
2: I would love to do a show where my character doesn't have something sad happen at the end. Mm. <laughs> I came from Les Mis, so I would love to do like a,
1: like Frozen oh,
2: yeah. or like what Cinderella. Oh H- my dad, your dad said,
1: said the characters that always die.
2: Through? Oh yeah, because I had an audition. He was like, "Well, does the girl die at the end?" And I went, "Yeah." He was like, "Well, you probably get it." Yeah,
1: because she's <laughs> done two of them already. Yeah. I was
2: just my parents have seen me die on stage so many times. But uh, <laughs> God, I would love to do yeah something um happy. Yeah. So
0: I got the question from your Instagram when you sang Santa Fe in the gym. Oh my Arizona. God, <laughs> I sang San Jose. Right, sorry. Oh God.
1: But yes, Under the melody of Santa Fe, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, So I didn't know if you were like wanting to take a detour into Newsies maybe. Oh man, I'm too old for that. (laughs) Come on. I'm too old for
1: Jack, my Jack Kelly days are over. But no, he'd be a great role to play someday.
0: (laughs) I think the way Broadway casts sometimes, your days are never over. You really never (laughs) (laughs) never know, yeah. Um, It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What
1: do you do when you win?
2: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Man, uh, how's working out and fitness been on the road? Tell us a little bit of, about that, the difficulties of managing your fitness and nutrition on the road.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I
1: think the hardest part, honestly, is that we go to Seattle, we go to Chicago, we go to all these cities that have this like amazing food that we've never been to before. So of course we get immersed into that culture because every city in america has a different style and a different culture and a different vibe and a part of that is food and i grew up eating food i grew up in an italian family where it was like manja manja you know here's your pasta here's your meatballs eat and when it comes to that i love to experience it in all different cities so i think the toughest part is realizing that you need to not overeat you need to Figure out what your diet plan is for the week, and maybe once a week you have that cheat day where you go out and you have like a nice meal or something. And on top of that, the turnaround is always tough for me. You just changed my days for me, which helped immensely. So now I have a rest day on Sunday, Monday. Because what happens is if we're doing one weekers, which we just did seven in a row, Mm -hmm. it becomes you do the one weeker, and then you travel on Monday and your next show is on Tuesday. So I have a two show day on Sunday. So you gave me Sunday, Monday off, which is perfect. Cause now on Tuesday I can wake up and go to the gym because mm-hmm. Sunday, Monday feels impossible. Yeah. You know, I can get up early Saturday morning and go before the two show day. And then I'm like, great, I've got my weekend ahead. I've just got four shows to finish and then I'm done. I gotta travel on Monday and then Tuesday I start working out again. So it almost feels like it never stops. So that's the hardest part about touring, I think. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, I struggled a little bit these past couple months because I had, I know we talked about it a little bit, um, but I like I had bronchitis and then, I don't know if I actually ever told you, I ended up tearing my pec from coughing. So that was like, I took like- Some
0: intense coughing. Yeah,
2: yeah. oh my God, Jeez. it was bad. But, so I had to take some time off and I think it's it's hard to recover on the road is like one of the hardest parts. But what I loved was that I just talked to you about it and you know, my workouts, once I got back in it, it was like an easy transition back into working out. Mm. And I love kind of like what you were saying with the schedule. My schedule works out perfect because I only have to do six shows a week. So the gym is the company gym is always empty on the Saturday, Sunday. So I (laughs) love that. And I just, you know, bang it out. But yeah, I think hardest thing on the road is when you do get sick, when you do um, get injured, it's hard to recover because you're constantly moving, constantly traveling. Um, And then definitely with the food, because I'm Mm -hmm. such a foodie. Mm -hmm. I love the food. (laughs) But yeah.
0: Something I always like to tell my touring clients with the food is here. I'll say hello to you guys. (laughs) hey, hey. <laughs> my my uh anthony festa instagram live debut yeah It's hey my trainer <laughs> coach in the house built for the stage hey i know this guy i am this guy see there um, you go <laughs> is is sharing sharing like uh food or meals or treats when yeah. you go out like yeah planning the the meal the actual day or whatever you're like hey i really want to go to this place yeah. but the other stuff that you come along uh come across along the way and you're like oh and you really don't have that uh sense of uh discipline to like pass it up but you're like hey yo you uh, let's four or five of us we'll get one thing and just like yeah get a bite. yeah because yeah. the the volume and the and the amount is what it, what adds up. It's Absolutely. not necessarily that you can't ever touch these things. It's just you know how much you're having.
1: Yeah, and I think also that adds into the fact that we're both vocalists, and you then you've got to deal with acid reflux and mm-hmm. what that all is with your new diet of just trying all these new things, and mm-hmm. or cha- you're changing diet every week, you know, and acid reflux and singing is just no fun. Yeah, yeah.
2: What I will say, what I love about um, your program is that the nutritional aspect of it. It's, it's very um, general, so it's you can make the healthy choices and meet the, the goals that we have, um, but it's not restricted to the point where it's, you're not eating anything. Um, so when I started doing it, and I started just, I, for me, I think the biggest thing was that it made me pay attention to what I was putting in my body. And what I love about that Lose It app that, uh, that we use, or that I use, it's like, um, I get to see what foods fill me up What foods don't, the calories that go in each, the healthier option for those, um, and still find a way to, you know, sneak in those goodies that I love and all the food on the road that I've always wanted to try.
0: Yeah. 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 I think that's a great uh point and something that I should probably hit on more with clients is I for myself personally, I know what meals serve me best before training Mm -hmm. or before Mm -hmm. shows or before bed, things like that, and how just knowing that specificity of not only what I should be eating on a day-to-day basis, but when during the day, and mm-hmm. how it can set me up for uh, success on that. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Anything that, if you were on a podcast and you were asking the questions, what question would you ask yourself right now that you'd love to share with your with your audience?
1: I think it was, I don't know, what do you think? Oh. I, know, I know. Last week, I was uh, I was thinking about how the, I always go on my little app in whatever city we're in, and I search for healthy food, like <laughs> <laughs> like what's healthy around me, yeah. like salads or whatever. And last week was cool because I found this place called the Protein House that I could do like collard green wraps and okay. like egg whites and all these healthy things, and I ate there three meals a day for the whole week, mm. and like so I think. It's like, how do you find these places? Because every city is different. You know, every city has a different appetite,
0: and some cities don't really understand healthy food. Isn't that so? Ti- <laughs> isn't that so tiresome mentally? How do you? It's tough. Because I I know this answer for myself, but I'd love for you to share to the audience. Because like, this whole thing for some people is it's not natural. Even some people that are listening right now, they're like. This is so, like, come on, talk about something else right now. Uh, but um, it's necessary, right? Yeah. And how yeah. do you combat that kind of strenuous or laborious thought process where it's like, oh, I, I wish I didn't have to worry about this. But it's a part of the game. It's uh, a part of the- It
2: is. It's tough. I think in hotels, it's, well, it's a thing. It's like, if you get lucky with a good city, like, because, you know, we were saying, like, Anthony was saying, some cities- don't really understand healthy food, like healthy food will be Chipotle and Panera. And those will be the two healthy options you've got for the week. But um, when you are in a hotel and you do find that good place, it's, it is it is easier to stick to it. But um, Airbnbs are great in cooking. I mean, I love to cook a lot on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing that, I think another hard part about it though is that the travel can kind of mess up your system for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just about, figuring out what works for your body
1: i also feel like when i put good fuel in my body and i know this sounds like horseshit but it's not but when i put the fuel in my body that's that's good and it's right i can feel the outcome when i'm at the gym it's insane but like if i'm eating burgers and fries and i'm like drinking beer and i'm going to the gym i'm dogging it you know mm-hmm. more than I would if I was eating the collard green wraps with protein shakes and all that <laughs> stuff. And now all of a sudden I've got like a next level. I feel like yeah. I'm like, all
0: right, yeah. let's go. Yeah, your your body is a car, mm-hmm. yeah. and the grade of gasoline that you're putting in makes a big difference. Absolutely, To, sure. to how it's going to perform.
1: And that you know. for me, when I'm at the gym and I go to that level, I'm just like, oh, this is where I need to be. And it helps me mm-hmm. on stage as well. I run around like crazy in the nightmare, mm-hmm. which is the sequence with the helicopter. Yeah, I'm up one set of stairs, stage right and up another set of stairs stage left within i think like eight seconds and then i'm i'm running across center and i'm the other way i'm just running around looking for her for the whole number yeah and sometimes if i'm not eating properly i'm dogging it through that number if i'm Mm -hmm. if i'm having a good healthy week then i'm not you
0: know so it's just like what do i want to do do i want to Make work hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Everything's everything as well. Like when you find yourself eating well, you also find yourself wanting to go to the gym. And when you find yourself mm-hmm. at the gym, you find yourself wanting to eat well. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it all works yeah. together. And yeah. you start to get into a real rhythm. And... Um, like I was trying to say on a, a little uh, holiday blurb uh, before you guys got in here. I saw that. <laughs> Did, oh wait. No, no oh. Well, you walked in on it. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't. I thought you meant the Thanksgiving. Oh, oh, oh so. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Everyone should, uh, if you guys want a copy, just message me about the free trial. But anyways, before you guys came in, I was trying to say, um, now I'm losing my train of thought, but I was trying to say when it comes to like, everything is everything with the eating and, and uh, with the training, is that you have to allow your body to um, to not only adapt but to find a neutral state because that's what the body wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was talking about training and how some people do the same thing every day. So your body will adapt and then fight change because it's now used to what it's doing. So uh, in the same sense, but on the other side of the fence is that if you train and eat the way you're supposed to your body will also accept that yep and it'll be the new norm a lot of people are like this isn't this i can never maintain this but if they could just hang on for like two weeks to like three weeks and then all of a sudden you like turn the corner and you're like oh my body i can do this my mind my body it's also empowering uh, yeah. To know that you have that power over your body. I remember in the
1: summer, I was biking like 100 miles a week from Astoria to here. I was doing double duty. I cut bread. I cut beer. I cut cheese. And I dropped from 185 to 165. And I felt great. I felt amazing. <laughs> and my lungs were operating on like a whole new level. But it it puts this sense of power over yourself mm. to know that you don't need that beer. You don't need that bread. That doesn't have to fuel you, you know? Yeah. So that's that's where I, that's what I like about it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think for me, it's it, it is it's at turning the corner, because um, when I hold on long enough, the cravings stop. You know, I stop craving uh, the tonight, ja, ja, the tonight, oh, Jimmy, Fallon Jimmy Fallon's, tonight, Fallon's ice cream. Oh, Jimmy Fallon's ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the, my it's go-to. Best one. <laughs> I used to go to the bodega um, I used to live on top of every single Friday and pick that up, but. Um, Now it's like it's so nice because like I don't crave a whole pint like I used to. I crave Mm -hmm. like a scoop like every like once in a while, but um, it is. It's I think it's just it's turning that corner and having that that um that ability to challenge your body to do that and challenge your mind to to fight it that hard and i noticed the biggest difference at work because all i do is run and sing run and sing and hit and hold a child not hit a child hold a child <laughs> <laughs> hold a child
1: well yeah hold um a child.
2: and try to sing so it's you know being able to fuel my body in the right way and um train my body and my lungs to to carry the load it's just it it's very helpful impactful yeah, yeah.
0: All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. This is all the time we have for tonight. Yeah. Thanks um, for having us. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Anthony's uh, <laughs> Instagram live fam. All right. Hey. Aye. We'll sign off with you guys. Here, you can all right the end on that. I'll get out of awesome. there. Um, if you wanna follow uh, Emily or Anthony on Insta, you can go to Emily's at E-M underscore, or under dash, or under, <laughs> underscore, what is it?
2: Underscore, I think
0: yeah i don't know know. she's got 10
2: underscore
0: (laughs) she's got the 10k that's all that matters (laughs) she's got the swipe up swipe up ability em underscore i was right the first time (laughs) microphone shy em underscore b-a-u-t-i-s-t-a-m batista or you go to anthony let's bump this guy up over 10k huh festify that's me me. f-e-s-t-a-f-i-e-d that'll be in the Uh, The show notes, so you can check that out. Make sure you give those guys a follow. Uh, Once again, if you want to go to the website, buildforthestage.com, try out a free trial. We'd love to work with you. We'd love to take you to that next level that you're hoping to get to. All right, it's me, Roscoe, signing off. Don't forget about Broadway Podcast Network. Go to the website, broadwaypodcastnetwork.com Go to the Instagram, Broadway Podcast Network. There's uh, tons of good content on our network. like Josh Swallow's Broadway, or Ensemblist, or Equity One, or The Feeder Podcast. There's like 90 of them. Just go see which one you like the best after you listened to mine. And uh, yeah, you, got, you guys have yourself a good day. It's me, Roscoe, signing off.